Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisper and Brew. We have had two days to process whatever the hell we want to call the weekend. Uh, mate, it's a sinking, sinking ship, but we're here to rectify it. Um, I've described you and I as the captains of this ship. Whether it turns into uh, the Titanic or not, I think that will be left in our hands. Uh, mate, as the viewers can see, our ranks are on the screen Oh, not God. not ideal. Uh, you are sitting at a lovely seven seven eight six four. I'm sitting at a nice seven five nine one eight. So uh, slightly higher than you, but I mean, <laughs> it's not much to look at after round one. Hey, but then again, like we're only what three hundred points off the off the off the pace. So nothing, nothing to stress here. Look, if this is the Titanic, I at least hope I get to draw. Kate Winslet, one last time. Um, you yeah, might, you might look, draw. You might draw me, mate. I might. I might strip down to the and then to the nude. You can draw me. Titties are probably as big, mate. Um, look, yeah, it was a bad start, but at the same time, like you look at most of the podcasters, actually, you look at all our ranks, and we probably all had an inkling on players, and players certainly didn't fire the way we thought they did, and. I think Payne Haas was a big difference on the weekend. Him and Moses. If you had them, then you know, you probably scored quite well. If you didn't, you're probably in similar areas That's... to what you and I are. But at the end of the day, it's 100, 200 points. You know, if there was 10 rounds to go and I was 200 points behind the bloke coming first, I'd tell myself, no worries, I can chase that down. So I'm not worried. I just need to make sure I make the right moves and bounce back strong. That five-letter word that starts with M, who is the Paramount halfback, that is banned on this podcast. Uh, as everyone knows, that we were riding the Moses coattails high all along and... Uh, and that never really panned out. Hey, mate, it was a, a pretty pretty big week uh, when it comes to the injury fronts. Massive, yeah. Every man and his dog going down. So we've got uh, Moses Leota with a shoulder joint fracture, eight weeks. Uh, Viliami Vaella, MCL, three to four weeks. Sean Russell, ribs punctured, uh, three to six weeks. Sean Johnson, pectoral strain, four weeks. Christian Welch, Achilles, done for the season. George Jennings, ACL, done for the season. Brandon Smith, hand fracture, three to six weeks. Aaron Woods, hamstring, two to four weeks. Josh Hodson with a knee, two to four weeks. Uh, Jermaine Snow-Brown with a PCL, one to two weeks. Dallin Wittenis Lesniak with a thumb, six weeks. Sam Verrills with a thumb, four weeks. Ryan Madison with a hamstring, two to three weeks. All that in the bag of chips, mate. There's plenty of injuries uh, round one. And uh, I reckon yesterday was, was obviously scans and stuff get happened on a Monday. So my phone did not shut up all Monday, and it was just constant updates of players going down left, right, and center. Wasn't a good week for injuries. I, I've i lost most of my bench centers, which is lovely, and I'll probably lose James Schiller potentially next week as well, so I'm going to need to make some moves next week. 
Uh, let's just hope that, uh, I mean, yeah, I think the, the big win here was Billy Smith uh, getting named. So that was a, a big win. Uh, I was expecting him to miss out, but like he does miss my 17. Um, but I mean, he's there. So that's always good to have cover. Why would Billy Smith get dropped? No, not dropped. Obviously the HIA. Um, so I didn't think he, I didn't think he would, obviously he got the seven day protocol with a failed HIA. So it was good to see that him obviously getting cleared and play. That was the biggest thing. Cool. Cool. Uh, plenty there. Hey, team list dropped at four o'clock. As we know, uh, a couple of talking points. Um, the big one, or the big, the big ones for me, obviously Ryan Madison out. Uh, we touched on on him with that hamstring injury, two to three weeks. Look, when I saw him, he was named at thirteen in round one, and he was off my radar. But yeah, I guess for the ones that took a punt, another Maddo injury, not ideal. Um, I've got Dean Eremia. He gets the start on the, the the Melbourne wing, so he could become someone that we look at if you want to double up on on Storm Wingers, or if you want to go Aramea, I'd give it a give it a week and have a look. Uh, we've also got Spencer Lenu starting. Now, he is a huge topic of debate for plenty of people. I can see Bruce shaking his head, and we'll, we'll touch on him shortly. Uh, I've just put in brackets here, minutes watched, let's just see what happens. And Tom Gilbert, uh, he, look, he started last week, but he's been named to start this week. Um, yeah, they're, they're my big talking points, mate. Yeah, my big talking points was there's no more Eels cheapy. Um, I was really hoping that Dookie might get that wing spot and give us the option, but we've lost Russell. Russell looked like he was going to be a, a really good cash cow on a really good, you know, wing for, for points generation. So that kind of sucks. Um, the other one was King named at lock again. Obviously, we've got the cheese. He's He's gone down for a little bit. So King's going to certainly get some time starting, which will make him a good cheapie. I don't think he'll be a wonderful guy that was going to score 60, 70 points every week, but I think he's a safe 40, 50 week in, week out. And you'll take that from a bloke that's 255K. Uh, Cameron McInnes, Macca, uh, named on the extended bench. So with rumours that Fafita's in a moon boot, uh, could be possible that we see McInnes play this weekend. If not, it looks like he'll probably be back next week. Uh, the other one was Ash Taylor in the number seven. I found that interesting uh, that there is no, I think, is it no Cody. Uh, Chanel? Yeah, no Cody, which is surprising to me. Um, I kind of expected it to be Cody Nicarima and CHT in the halves, but Ash Taylor's been given the opportunity. He's now got a month. I feel like those two are actually playing for position to partner Sean mm-hmm. Johnson in the halves. So that's a keen watch for me. Uh, the other one was no Luke Garner. Um, that's really good for Tuolagi. Uh, they do have Seaforth, I think it is, uh, sitting in the 17. So he could take some minutes away. But the fact that Garner's not playing, that's that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that he was injured on the weekend. So watch this space. Yeah, good to see that Tuilagi's security gets a little bit better. Um, I've got a dilemma on my hands whether I play him or whether I play uh, Jeremiah Nenai as my last sort of reserve Nenai. option. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards Nenai over, over Tuilagi. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see that we're, we're aligned there. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the team list talking points and we will, I guess, break down the relevance of those uh, as this episode moves forward. Hey, let's move into the most bought and most sold this week because let me tell you, there has been a plethora of rage trades happening um, this week and you can see here by, I guess, the graph. Uh, this could be a little bit skewed because it's only looking at sort of players that um, are in your team and whatever players that aren't, but I think you can get a good idea. Uh, number one most sold player, 2.6% of coaches are pulling the pin on Luke Keary. 
Do we agree with this move? Do we feel like it's it's a knee-jerk? I mean, I didn't end up starting with him myself. I know you didn't either. Are we pulling the plug on, on Kiri, or is he one of the guys that you want to give more time to? No, I'm not pulling the plug on either of the Roosters' halves. They they just they didn't play very well on the weekend, and let's let's see how they go. You know, prices don't change this week. I, I would be having another look if it was me. You picked them for a reason. I wouldn't be dropping them because, you know, they've come out and had one bad game. Brew, can you explain to me why the hell 1,400 co- coaches are selling Gatoni Stags when he plays the Bulldogs this week? Because I've got no idea. Um, Stags didn't play bad on the weekend. Did they watch the game or did they just look at the score? Yeah, because pa- the you know, him and him and Cobbo look like they're going to be very electric on that on that side. And you know, we warned people in the preseason that minus the goal kicking, Stags Stags could get a thirty or a forty this year. But he can also somehow, you know, bang out a game where he gets two or three tries or a try assist or multiple line breaks because that's the type of player he is. Like you know. You know what he is, so don't drop him after one bad game. And I certainly don't drop him with a great draw to start the season, which the Broncos do have, and they're playing the Bulldogs this week. So reverse that trade, guys. Uh, 286K, Town Moan is being sold by 1,100 coaches. Uh, look, 5'8", a wing. Another one of these guys I feel like we've just got to give another week to. I don't get it. Is he injured? No, he's not. Is he starting? Yes, he is. So why would you sell a bloke that's 286K? I just... I don't understand that one either. James Tedesco, fourth on the most solid list, 760K, fullback in a side that was heavily dominated. Um, I'm not taking much from that Roosters game, to be honest. I think they bounce back and bounce back in a big way against Manly side, who considered 28 points to a clearly-less uh, Panthers. I can't understand this one. Uh, look, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here and a bit contradictory, but... I don't think Tedesco is a sell, but that said, I am trading James Tedesco this week, but I am purely trading Whoa. him because... So, okay. look, I'll come back. To, when we talk trades, I'll come back to okay. this, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, Brew and I don't really... Well, I, I plan these shows. Brew also plans his end, but we don't really cross wires as to what we're talking about. So this is one's, this one's knocked me for sick. So let's cross that one when we talk trades. Uh, the last one, mate, my boy, Jason Tamalolo, 485k... I mean, the bloke had a hamstring. Okay, so I want to apologize because on last on the last pod, I'm, I said I'm not selling Tamalolo and I have a reason why and I never end up elaborating as to why I'm not doing it. So Tamalolo, we know had that hamstring issue sort of in the preseason, coming into it with a niggle. He was obviously not 100% fit. Um, I think the minutes do increase. I just think with all this talk that Tamalolo is on the move, like Peyton's just got to be like, ah, oh, you know what, let's just put our differences aside. We play our man. But even still, like, he scored 53 points. Surely people have more pressing things in their side to trade out a second row forward with all the upside in the world scoring 53 points. Well, first of all, 53 points is roughly what he's priced at anyway, so what are you complaining about? Second of all, it was like 37 degrees humidity in North Queensland, and he's coming back. It's the first game of the season. He's had virtually no trials. He's, you know, first, like I said, he's coming back from an injury. Like, what do you expect? Do you honestly think he's going to play 70 minutes in round one? Yeah, Patience. no, I, 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 don't, I don't get Patience. it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be selling him. I, I've been on Twitter. I've been, everyone's been going, oh, I want to sell Tamalolo. And I've just been going, don't sell Tamalolo. Just wait. Honestly, like he's not going to lose you many money. 
And if he's scoring 50 plus every week, he's not really going to be your biggest problem. And if he is your biggest problem, congratulations on being in the top 100. Oh yeah, 100%. Like surely people have way more pressing issues and to, to, to sell Tamalolo. Um, moving into the most traded in, uh, is it <laughs> Appy Corusau is the most yeah. traded in player this week. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, there's a few names on here, which is just complete knee-jerk reactions to one good game. And I don't agree with it. You know, Uppy a couple of years ago was the flavor of the month and he came out and killed it for a couple of months and, and then he regressed. And, you know, yes, he had a good game on the weekend, but do I see him having a game like that week in, week out? No, I don't, to be honest with you. I think there's... There's better options, and yeah, I don't agree with the RP Coruscant pick. Also, it's just out of the corner of my eye. Um, I just want to commend basically everyone that's in this live stream right now. I feel like we have one of the best communities uh, in the Supercoach space. The chat is absolutely popping off. Um, there's been plenty of support for the pod, so I just want to give a huge shout-out to all you guys, uh, regulars from all the preseason uh, and regulars there tonight. So thank you so much for that. Um, number two, <laughs> Jack Whiten. Ugh. I mean, I can understand Jack Whiten more than I can understand Epi Coruscant, but this feels a little bit reactionary as well. Yeah, you would have thought Jack Whiten got 100 on the weekend, which he didn't. Don't get me wrong. He played very, very well. One of the best games I've seen him play in probably since the grand final year or the one after. And, you know, they looked quite good, the Raiders, but I just don't think he's got the consistency that you're going to want. You could pay, I think he's about 420 or something like that. You could, for 50k less, you could grab Kurt Mann and get the same thing, basically. So I don't understand. The same thing with no consistency. Yeah, I I don't, there's no upside for me there. Like he's not a really high ceiling guy. He might get you, he's not even going to get you consistent scores. He'll get 20 here. Like, like, do not be surprised if Jack Whiten scores you seven points this weekend? (laughs) Like, it's just a roller coaster of emotions with him. Hey, oh my God. Number three, I understand he's 205k, but Will Smith, who only got the starting job because AJ Brimson was out. <laughs> that one made me laugh. Two, they know he's two, listed on the bench this week too. 2,900 2, coaches. And we're not talking like five or 600. We're talking nearly 3,000 people have brought in Will Smith. Yeah, like the, the money's there, but you know, the, the first score to start the season rolls out of the average quickest. It doesn't yes. stay in there for anything beyond one week. So once that big score rolls out and he's coming in on at 14, like as number 14 and scoring you, you know, probably 14 pen- points off the bench, yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> yes. Hey, number four, this is the one that I can understand. Finally, Payne Haas, I'm, I'm putting my pride aside. I said that that he you didn't need him straight away. He wouldn't burn you too much. We're wrong. We're waving the right flag. Brew and I both sticking our hands up here saying we got this one wrong. Payne Haas is, is by far and away the best front row forward uh, I have seen ever. I've only started watching footy from sort of 2004, 2005, so I did miss um, those big Broncos boys and like Petro and Shane Webke. Like obviously go back and watch them, but I never got to watch them live. What Payne Haas is doing at the age he is is just sensational. You're getting value on him. There's plenty of value to the dollar. Putting my ego and my pride aside, which is very hard for me to say because my ego is so big, Payne Haas, he's got to be in, in your side. And similar to what you said about um, Tedesco isn't a trade-out, but he, he's he's leaving your side. Payne Haas is a trade-in, but he's not entering my side. But, yeah, if you're showing me that you've got Payne Haas on your side, you, you can't bat an eyelid against that. 
Yeah, look, I normally wear a hat on this podcast, but it turns out I ate it. You've eaten it, I yeah. Did eat my, <laughs> I've eaten my hat when it comes to paint Haas, guys, and paint Haas. Welcome to the Brew World Order. Oh, all right, all right. We'll we'll touch on we'll touch on that shortly. Uh, and the last one, I can understand this one as well. Viliami Kikau, five hundred and twenty k. Um, you're relying yeah. you're relying on attack with Viliami. You know this. He's not he's not a base stat phenom, um, but he just looked involved. And whether that be, whether that's because Cleary was out and Luai had to sort of take over a little bit more, and then Kikau chimed in. I don't know. He just he just looked on the eye test. He looks like he he just wanted to be there and wanted to be involved. So um, that's a big tick for for me as well. Yeah, he looked fresh and he looked very damaging when he was running the ball. So the consistency, yeah, he's not going to give you the consistency, but he also, you know, he'll have games where he scores two or three tries. We've seen it happen countless times. So I don't mind it, but just, you know, if you're going to chase last week's points, just understand that this week he might get 40 and then he might get another 40 and then he might get 120. So just pick your moment. So if you're going to do it, just pick and stick. Don't pick him because of last week's score and then decide that you want to trade him next week. Hey, let's move on to our buyers. Apart from Payne Haas, I really don't have anyone I'm desperately chasing to get. All the cheapy front row forwards I'm happy to wait on. Um, Yeah, round two, we're kind of in an awkward spot here. So, I mean, personally, I'm not really looking at anyone that's not named Payne Haas, just quietly. I did this as more of a general thing as for what people should do. Oh, yeah, just, just in I've general. Like, say, there's no one that I'm really sort of... Apart from Cam Munster, like if you're if you're in the Cody Walker boat, then we will touch on eventually. We will. I'm not really looking at anyone to buy apart from Payne Haas, like just in a general aspect, unless I'm missing someone really blatant here. Look, the guys I'd buy this week in general are both Max and Josh King. Now, Max King comes with a disclaimer that he's not going to play 50, 60 minutes every week, obviously. Um, So temper your expectations on what his scoring is going to be, but he's still a good cow. Uh, Josh King looks like he's tied up a starting spot for the indefinite future. So at 255, that's free money. Oliver Gildart was quite impressive, and I think there's an attacking upside there. They're not going to play the Melbourne Storm every week, so you would hope that there's an opportunity for a little bit more points maybe some more junk for him. His base wasn't incredibly high, but it certainly wasn't bad by any means. Payne Haas, I'll get to Payne Haas, and Ooh. Mitch Moses. Um, Mitch Moses looked good. Uh, he looked really, really good, and they have a great draw for eight weeks. So, you know, if you need to swallow your pride and say, hey, I was wrong, do it. Just if you want him, go get him, because I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to flat-track bully, as we've discussed multiple teams over the next two months. As I discussed tens of thousands of times all pre-season, I pussied out and didn't go in. I'm filthy with myself for that. But anyway, we live and we learn. Hey, I know that you love, out of all the little uh, sound bites that we have, I know that you love this one. Dead man walking. Mate, who are we cutting ties with? I know round two is a weird time to be cutting ties with some people. Uh, but I actually have a pretty decent list of guys to cut. I'll let you uh, tee us off. Well, actually, I'll, I'll tee it off and then I'll let you f- you finish up. I, I know in the chat, I've seen a couple of the guys saying they're going to stick with Cody Walker. I don't see why you do that. He was a one-week punt for me. You did that. And I, although it didn't pan out, I still think it's the right play, the one-week punt. But the next three games they play are all top four sides. Not ideal. And then you can just go down to Munster. Like, it, you're saving cash there. For me, Cody Walker has to be a trade-out. Brandon Smith, 
Um, just self-explanatory. Brandon Smith with the injury has to be sold, as with the Cheese and Welch, if not with the Cheese and Welch, as with Jennings and Welch, if you had both of those, and Sean Johnson. Um, you got one game out of him, so well done. Move on. Yeah, look, I had Cody Walker as number one on this list. Again, I feel like I understood taking the punt, and especially with Munster being out, it was a great segue move, if anyone thought of it. I was really torn on my trades this week because the, obviously the Munster option was there for me. I'm not going that route. I'll get to that soon. Um, but realistically, his next three or four games are really difficult. He's got a 27, I think it was, or a 29, whatever he scored. In his average as his first drop, he's then going to have to score some serious points not to burn cash. So you may as well just jump off, wait till he burns that cash. His draw gets really good from about round six. He could drop 150K in that time, and then it's much easier to to bump up someone else. You know, if you've got a, a Kurt Mann or a Dylan Brown or someone like that, you could go up from there. My, my plan long-term is to turn Dylan Brown into Cam Munster. Um but you could certainly do the same thing to Cody Walker if he's if he's your flavour. Uh, outside of that, I've got Sean Russell, obviously the poor bastard, you know, punctured rib, uh, sorry, punctured lung, three cracked ribs, I think it was. He's out for the indefinite future. Michael Seaver comes back between rounds eight and ten, so chances are we're not going to make any cash, so it is time to tie, tie that one off. Uh, SJ, he's too injury prone. I understood the punt for the people that took it. Um, but I would, you know, write that off and, and move on elsewhere. Uh, Toby Sexton is yeah, a great just, option just if Sexton. he's in year seven. That's the first thing um, that came into my mind. Just go Sexton. Yeah, it depends where they've they've got him situated, but definitely. And then Cheese as well. Cheese, obviously anyone that's out long-term is a sell, but Cheese in general I think is, is a sell anyway. So, uh, yeah, jump off that train too. Yeah, if you've noticed, Brew and I have not listed any green dots as sells apart from Cody Walker because of the draw. And I can see in the chat plenty of people are asking, what do we do with Paulo, Sam Walker, Dave, Fafita? If they're a green dot, you hold them. Round one was a disaster. Give it two I'll, weeks. Um, give it two weeks to assess. I'll answer a couple of those quickly. So, Junior Paulo, wait and see if he keeps playing the Gerbo style ball playing thing. Then yes, I understand man. jumping off, but just wait and see. It might have just been a one week thing. It might have been a game plan or something like that. In general, he's a wrecking ball. He almost scored a couple of tries in that game. So just have another look. David Fafita, you're absolute madness if you're selling that guy. He touched the ball about three times and he got like sixty points. So settle on that keep him for the whole season uh i didn't i don't know which other names have popped up but those two in general were very uh, easy for me to answer dylan brown Daniel brown uh, Daniel brown i would sell i yeah I look sell. when we touch on the trades i'm not selling him and i will touch on why um shortly uh that's going to kind of wrap it up for the cells good afternoon this is your captain speaking oh it was pretty rough last week um i mean when Turbo scored 52 points, I was looking like the smuggest prick of all time. But turns out, turns out Captain Turbo for 52 was probably a good move. There was, apart from Pappenhausen, like there was no one. And even Pappenhausen only scored, what, 71? So like captains last week were grim and I picked the worst Brutal. one. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Matt Taylor. I put so much shit on you on... Uh... On Friday, and you had the last laugh when I kept in Tedesco. Uh, I think I think one of my it wasn't pretty. I think, I think one of my regulars. If I've got your name wrong, sorry. I think it's Nicholas Hefferman, Mad Eagles fan. Uh, had the had the orange armband, smack bang on Emma Moses. So yeah, pays to be a, yeah, you, pays to be an Eagles fan. Few people did that. 
one of the boys at work captained uh, Jerome Hughes too, so he's um, Oof, good stuff. Love and life. Good stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so captains, captains this week. Uh, I've got Grant listed as a VC. I've got Brian Toto listed as a VC. Um, both have good matchups. I can't list Ryan Pappenhausen as a VC, unfortunately, because I feel there is two other fullbacks with better um, prospects of scoring. So, yeah. Uh, Grant VC, Toto VC, Teddy C, Turbo C, Fafita C. Um, kind of a weird week this week. Um, Melbourne play Souths and the Roosters play Manly and the Panthers play the Dragons. So that's why I've opted for Toto VC um, and that's why I can't really VC Pappenhausen because I just I just can't get away from Teddy um, with Trent Robinson up his ass and playing against a Manly side who conceded, what, 30 points against no Cleary Panthers? Yeah, look, um, it's going to be an interesting week. Just to um, Jackson Dyson quickly, if I had Captain Cheese, I would have been straight to Bunnings. <laughs> On the captains. Um, <laughs> poor, poor Cheese. Oh, that we'll was see brutal. see if anyone gets I, that reference. I didn't I – didn't, um, um, I, didn't, I wasn't watching this game. I was at the gym, but – like, I knew it kicked off at, like, what, 7, uh, 7.30? And then at 7.35, my phone just blew up, and I was like, oh, shit. And then someone's like, oh, I bought in cheese. And I was like, oh, did the cheese just crash over for a try? Do, do, do I look like a knob for saying that he is not a good option? And then, yeah, no. did, and then I saw that he was so subbed off, and I didn't know the extent, and then, yeah, obviously, I saw the report. So, shout out to cheese. Hopefully, he comes back fit and firing. Love the cheese. Future rooster. Future premiership winner with the Chooks. Um, my captains for this week, number one on that list is uh, Tom Chaboyevic. Uh, number two is Payne Haas for a safe captain, I'd say. Uh, three is Pappenhausen. So if you don't own Turbo, I would captain Pappenhausen. Uh, number four is David Fafita. Uh, couldn't really think of a safe fifth option, so I'll just leave it at four You've options. got no Teddy. Is that just a subconsequential pick from you because you've sold him? I just think, like, Teddy against Manly, like, that's where I'm running. No, well, let's discuss it then. So... Tedesco, Tedesco looked a bit overweight, to be honest with you, um, last week. Um, and he just, his fitness didn't quite look like it was there. The Roosters lacked a lot of um, a lot of shape and structure. It looked like they, you know, had run training drills, but they hadn't played any matches together. And I think it's just going to take two or three more weeks before we really start seeing the best of the Chookies. I think that... I think this game will probably be more of a high scoring contest uh, than both of their previous games. Obviously they both scored six points. I think it was on the weekend. Chooks maybe scored 10. I don't know. I, I expect this to be a, you know, a 28, 24 type game. The, the Manly and the Chooks often have games like this. So I'm sure Teddy will be in the points, but I'm just thinking if Chaboyevic can score 62 points, against the Premiers, who dominated that contest, and Manly only scored six points. If Manly's going to score four or five tries this week, then I'm thinking he's going 100-plus with ease. Someone just said, Whisperer got huge balls, Captain Teddy again. No, we're doubling down. I don't admit I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. We're doubling down. This is We're just going to keep firing until he hits eventually. Um, okay, let's move into... I think I've got the right soundbite. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade... Mine's pretty short and sharp. There's zero trades happening with the Ramsey resurgence. So uh, I'll give you my reasonings after Brew gives me his lengthy report on why he's trading at James Tedesco. Yeah, well, look, as I just discussed, that was a lot of the reasons that I am making that trade. 
there's also there's a narrative going around that you know don't trade in Tom Trebojevic because he's going to lose cash. That is correct, but the majority of coaches have three people at fullback. They have James Tedesco, Ryan Pappenhausen, and Clint Gutherson. So at the moment, you're not selling Gutho with an eight-week run. You're not selling Pappenhausen, who just got 71. Melbourne looked great, and he's about to pick up the goal kicking again. That only leaves one man to sell. That's James Tedesco. James Tedesco is probably going to lose cash at the end of round three. So the cash that Turbo loses is more or less negated by the fact that Tedesco is losing cash. So why not pick the number one fullback in the game, the guy with the highest ceiling in the entire game, the guy that you can single-handedly captain and make up hundreds and hundreds of points if you can I can get him, and I'm getting him this are, week. Are you, are, you getting Ryan, are you getting Ryan Pappenhausen? Are you the number one fullback this year? I've got Ryan Pappenhausen. Because it ain't He's Turbo. I'm, I'm, calling it, I'm calling it now. Turbo ain't number one fullback this year, baby. I'll take that bet any right. day of the week, okay, so, twice so, on Sundays. So Teddy, um, so Teddy out, Turbo in. So Teddy's out and that's, Turbo's in. You need 500 more K to, to do this. Where, where is that coming from? Yep, so I went Cody Walker down to Lachlan Ilias. I'll just take a slow burn on Ilias. When their draw uh, improves, I'll have him there. Hopefully, he might become a flex play for me. That frees up enough cash for me to get both Turbo and get Payne Haas in. So Payne Haas, this is going to be really controversial, this this one. I'm actually getting Payne Haas via Reed Marnie with Connor Watson going to hooker. Now, the reason is, is that... I have a plan to get Harry Grant, who I believe is the number one hooker. I have a plan to get Cam Munster, who I believe is the number one six. I will now have Payne Haas. I'll have Angus Crichton. I'll have Cam Murray, Ryan Pappenhausen, Tom Trebojevic. Uh, I can't think who my seven is. I'll walk her for now. That is the reason that I'm doing it. I'm plugging down positions with the best possible players that I can, whilst I can. I'm going to use the three trades, uh, this week, and I'm probably going to use the same again next week. I'm going to get my side set up for cash generation whilst having the key players in key positions, and I'll make up the ground doing this, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Six trades in, what, two weeks is... I'm, I'm playing it way more conservative with my trades. Uh, the thing with... All right, so the reason why the Ramsey resurgence have come to the decision to not make trades this week is because I don't really have anyone that needs pressing. I mean, yeah, we need to get Payne Haas in, but I've got no way of getting him this week. Uh, I looked at my options. I tried to assess them. Unless I'm ripping my side apart, I can't get Payne Haas in this week. So that ship is sailing for now. Um, we have Vela. We have Sean Russell, and we have Brad Schneider. Now, Brad Schneider will be back next week. Don't stress too much. Um, as for as for JTB, so... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm starting Max King this week. Not ideal. Not great. But, I mean, what's the point in just moving trades for the sake of it? So, I want to give myself a week to look at Ethan Bullymore, to look at Josh King, to look at Spencer Lenu, 
they are the three options that are on the table for me for my Jermaine Snell Brown replacement. If Jermaine Snell Brown is only out a week, then cool. I mean, if Jermaine Snell Brown's named on the extended bench next week, I won't be trading him. The points that I get from a Josh King or whatever are not worth it. Like, let's say JTB scores 45 and Josh King scores 55. Is 10 points really worth a trade? I don't think so. So that takes us down to Viella at 200 and what, 1K? Who are, we, who are we replacing him with? There's no one to bring in. So I'm just going to hold. I wasn't starting him. Uh, I benched Panasini. I benched Tago. So I've got two very fine, adequate covers to come in. I've got Sean Russell on the bench. 293K sitting there doing nothing. Not ideal. But the same thing being said, who is there to bring in? I have no cash in the bank. So Zero cash? $4,000. So $0, basically. Oliver Guildhart. I was thinking that. But am I going to play Guildhart this week? No. Am I going to play him over Tago, Panasini, Tupo, and someone else? Probably not. Um, so we might get him in next week. I might do a lot of things next week. I'm most likely going to be using three trades next week. But yeah, let's run it back. You and I haven't sat down and done this podcast for five months in the preseason for me to bail out after one week. Let's run it back. Um, I might take the boys on a bonding trip this week. I might book something for tomorrow night and Thursday. Just try and regroup the squad because it just seemed to be a little bit of a, a little bit of cohesion, a dis- discontent happening amongst the the change rooms of the Ramsey resurgence. So hopefully that we, that we've just blown the cobwebs out and we come back firing next week. Um, if two weeks comes around, then yeah, there's uh, there's some decisions to get made. We might uh, we might be dropping some boys uh, and moving on from them and their contracts. But for now, we're going to run it back. Um, and start Max King. He's been promoted to the starting side. I think he played 38 minutes on the weekend for 55 points, so nice. Um, and yeah, if he can play another 38 minutes, awesome. We'll take that. Okay, so no trades for the Ramsey resurgence. Brew has pulled apart his side. Can you give us another recap of, of, as to what you're doing? Marnie to Haas via Watson. Turbo to Teddy, Cody to... Ilias. Okay. Um, alrighty. What is next on the agenda? All right. The league winners bet in the SE Whisperers six again um, challenge thing, my overall group. Uh, each week, I am putting up a $25 bonus bet to the highest scoring team. And that was the Tommy Turbos, uh, coached by Tom Lennon. Uh, he finished with an 1101, which is good enough for 249th overall. So well done to him. His team actually didn't look too bad, so I think he set up for a good run. So $25 on the house. He has backed Melbourne minus 7.5, Penrith minus 11.5, Manly head-to-head, Parramatta minus 3.5, and and the Broncos minus 1.5. I actually like all those bets apart from Manly head-to-head. They're playing your Chooks, and I'll be having a substantial wager on the Chooks. Um, So $25 for Tom is going to return $651 if it gets up. And that'll be going straight into his bank account if it does get up. So, fingers crossed. Um, if you want to um, get involved in that, then head to my Instagram. The code is in a post somewhere. You'll have to scroll down and find it. Um, mate, we are nearly done. We've got a couple of questions to finish up. And then we might answer a couple from the live chat. Uh, question one comes from Illuminati. Is Peyton, is Todd Payton heading into Ricky territory with the minutes and the rotation risk? No, because he's not. Ricky... Ricky just throws chairs and drops blokes and then gets their misses bashing him on Instagram or something like that. It's not quite that. He's just, 
Oh, he just, yeah, he's he's not all there in the head. Let's just say that. He, he, Tamalolo should be playing 65, 70 minutes. You know, even even Kevy Walters has realised that Payne Haas needs to be playing 70 minutes for the Broncos because it makes the Broncos a better side. I understand trying to protect the player, but you also got to protect yourself and you pick the best players and you play them the minutes they need to play. And he's not doing that, but he's not Ricky Stewart. Uh, that is fair. That is fair. Um, Deep Kegged asks, would you consider trading AFB to Payne Haas if it kills, if he kills it again? Um, I think you and I have answered this one. Like Payne Haas is the number one buy target this week. So if it means moving Maybe, on from AFB. See, I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Um, I was going to say I didn't move on a gun, but I have a future plan. And I don't know these people's future plans. Have a, have a look how AFB goes next week. You know, let's see what the minutes are like with Lodge back and, you know, Panay on the bench and, and more of a full strength looking side before you make that kind of decision. Um, so this is no one. This is everyone. Cause I got this about 400,000 times. King Baker, Lenu, Bullymore, who and why? King. Yes. Lenu, wait and see. There is a fair chance. That Sorry, this is, could, this is Josh King, could, not Max. Josh King is a yes. Josh King is a stronger yes than Max King. Uh, Lenu, I would wait and see. I believe that his minutes won't change a great deal. Um, and I think Eisenhuth is the reason for that. Let's let's see how this plays out this week. Last year when Lenu played, his PPM went down the toilet when he played bigger minutes. So I wouldn't be looking for miracles just because he's named to start. Don't go sight unseen. Have a look. Who was the next one? Uh, Bullimore. Bu- Bullimore. <clears throat> Bullimore's not going to score a try every week, but at the same time, he didn't get a line break for that try. So he still scored quite well for a 280 K player. I don't have any objection to getting him in this week. It's his Jersey for six weeks. At least he's, he's going to make cash. He'll at least go up to 400, 400 is a nice little, you know, stepping stone to getting in another gun or a fallen gun. So I like the Bullimore move and JTB was it? Uh, no, not JTB. The other one was uh, Fletcher Baker, which isn't available front row forward, but Someone to be consider. Uh, yeah, look, it, with Fletch, you're going to have to take him in the second row and wait till he's dual updates in three weeks. I have done that last week. I believe he will start, and I'll think he will continue to start, and I think Robbo will keep playing his little mind games and naming him on the bench. Let's see how it goes this week, because the Roosters' minutes last week were all muddled up because of, because of the injuries, because they lost their lock. Their bench is quite interesting this week, so it'll be interesting to see who takes minutes off Radley or Watson, because... You know, you've got Hutch, but I don't know if Hutch is going to be playing big, big minutes. So I'd have another look at Fletch and just keep him in your minds for next week. His first price row shouldn't be too big anyway, so you could jump on later if he does earn the starting front row spot. Uh, Mitchell Weinbergen says, are we worried about Josh King returning to the bench when Bromwich comes back fit? Also, Storm Cheapy McDonald thoughts. Um, Bromwich is back, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, as for Alex McDonald... Um, so Craig Bellamy did an interview two months ago and, or sorry, did, did, did an interview and was asked two months ago if Alec McDonald would be getting in a look and he'd laugh and he said he'd laugh. So I don't think he's in too high of a plans. Um, I think Josh King has got relatively good minutes moving forward. It's just that PPM. I want to see one more time before I take the plunge. Um, McGee asks, is Starling a legitimate option? For NRL fantasy, I would say yes, because the price changes move every week, but for Supercoach, I mean, Hodgson's out for two weeks, and then you're running the go- you're, you're running the risk of Ricky leaving Stalling as the starting hooker. Yeah, 
I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. If he was out for four to six weeks, I'd consider it. But he's also at three seventy five. So for him to really make you money, he's gonna have to get pretty impressive scores and fifty's just not gonna cut it for him to make money, you know. So I would pass for now. If he earns the starting spot, different different story, but for now I wouldn't be going there. Mate, that's gonna wrap up all the Instagram questions. Is there anything from the live stream that you'd like to pick out and ask me? Yeah, I will fire. I'll fire some answers out very quickly. Rob Billy Smith is safe. Okay, he got injured last week. There's no need to stress. It's his center spot until he gets injured. That sounded bad. Um, Dom Young or Dean Iremia? There's an interesting one. Um, Josh Iremia for me, better side, better attacking output. Uh, obviously, a big fan of Dom Young, but I mean, I'm the opposite. Uh, I mean, I'm Dom Young. Okay, uh, I haven't. I haven't had a look at Iremia's price, so I would have to look at that to consider. Um, Pretty much I, the same. Okay. They're 330 and 340, I think you'll find. I'm on Aramea just because he's in the better side. I'm on Dom Young because I think he's the better player and he'll have the more explosiveness to him, which will should equal points. So I like the Dom Young move. I'm certainly considering it for next week. Interesting. Um, just see if there's any more. Trade Hammer. Or hold for another week. Trade, 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 get him out. <laughs> no, Josh I, has been a dick. Um, I, um, I think you, you you have to hold. Like if you if you picked him round one, you've like I don't know why we're trading out these green dots. And this is an old. I'm going to do a big blanket statement here. If your player has a green dot that is not named Cody Walker, you hold. All right, some quick fire ones here. Self firmer for for Welton? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Welton Welton could lose his job any week now to Wade Graham. Uh, whereas the other has has the spot, it's theirs. It was one week. You know, he might score some tries in the upcoming future. Uh, Sexton or Clifford is a hard Sexton for me. Um, um, should oh, I go Momosia for Max on, King? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 discuss this one because I feel Clifford could be there. Like Clifford, I think he's much cheaper. I think he's what fifty k cheaper. We shat on Clifford all preseason just because he had one game. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was, I was Team Clifford. I was, I was always Team Clifford. I, I wasn't like all in, but like I thought he was there or thereabouts. Um, I mean, Sexy did look good for forty minutes and then kind of just went stagnant in the second half. But yeah, look, I, I, I'm leaning towards Sexton, but I think you can make the case for Clifford. I don't think it's as clear cut um, as just saying no. Uh, to hoodie, hoodie your mum. I would absolutely great, do that. Great name. Uh, Cobo is a hard yes. Get him Sorry. in your side if you don't have him. Sorry, ASAP. Bru- Bru- Kid's going to make shitloads of money. Brew is still new to this. you got to remember, people are listening to this on the audio as well. So read out the questions and then we can, uh, I guess the podcast people can can listen as well. Um, uh, okay. So, so who do your mum wanted to know? Do I go Mama Sia for Max King and Sean Johnson for Nico Hines? Yes, absolutely. So that is absolutely yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Deacon wanted to know about Cobo. Cobo is absolutely must have. Well, must have. You know, we use that term. Um, thoughts on short, uh, Walker to Moses. If you really think that Moses is going to go on an eight week tear, I don't hate it, but I would give Walker another look. Moz, is it worth trading Lukey to Nanai? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. I, I don't want to sound very condescending. Situational. I don't want to sound very condescending. Uh, I know that was my biggest issue with this thing being like, like me starting this page last year, being a, like a real, I told you so, dickhead. Um, but I did say all preseason, Lukey Um I rated him as a better footballer. I thought he had better job security. 
Um, so I'm always going to be Team Luki and uh, sorry, Team Nanai, and was very very happy to see Luki benched because um, it kind of just validated everything that I was saying in the preseason. Um, so yeah, I'd be cutting ties with Nanai. I'm gonna maybe finish up on on two things. So someone asked, will Stags get 65 this week? Oh, okay. Sorry, bold, sorry. Bold prediction. Sorry. We forgot our bold predictions and over unders. I knew we forgot something. I've got them written down here. So, uh, and Stags at 65 does feature. So what a segue. Um, let's move on to uh, the over under. So last week, Brew, I set the line for Turbo at 79. Brew took the unders, big tick there. Uh, I set Cody Walker's over and under for 88. Brew took the overs. Yep. Uh, Teddy, 99, Brew took the overs. Yep. Uh, Pappenhausen, 80, Brew took the overs. That was unlucky. Only, what, 71, 73 or something like that. So he just went under. So Brew uh, went one for three and your boy's in, in the lead. Okay, over under this week, uh, Stag, 65. I, that's that's the exact same line that I set for him. Oh, I'm taking over. Talatau, Amon, 33. Who are they playing? Uh, the Panthers. That's Under. why I've said it so low. Uh, okay, unders. Uh, Sam Walker, 57. I feel like I need to flip a coin on this. You know what? Let's let's go over. I hope so too. And Reese Walsh at 61. Warriors have... Titans. Yeah, I'll take the over on that. All right. So that's the over and under done. Taltown Moan under 33. Stags over 65. Sam Walker over 57. Reese Walsh over 61. Okay. Uh, high stake hot takes. I've, I've binned off the microwave soundbite because Brew uh, fleeced me for it and we're going to have to find one better. Um, but mine, Jerome Hughes under 55 points after a ton on the weekend. Uh, Tedesco 100 plus. Probably write a narrative here. If I'm probably writing checks, uh, checks that won't cash. Um, I've also got Jack Wyden under 40. Just got his backhand in hand of what we said about his inconsistencies. And I've got Kalen Ponga against the Tigers. Always performs well. 85 plus. Interesting. So I'm not sure how I feel about some of them. So here's a real bold prediction for you. I've got Teddy going under 55 this week. Is that, is, is that a bold prediction when he just got 20? <laughs> oh, well, I, fuck, I hope not. He's still, he, he's still James Tedesco. No, Let's he's hope still, that yeah. the scoring tunes out a bit this week. I've got Nico Hines going 75-plus this week in a tricky game. Uh, I think they play the Parramatta Eels. So I've got Hines going better than he went last week. I've got the Broncos and the Dogs game. So this is a little bit of a line one. I've got the margin in that game being under six and a half. For either team. For either team, yeah. So I think uh, everyone thinks the Broncos going to absolutely towel them up. I think it'll be closer than what people think. I think the Dogs might show some spirit and and hang in there. But that said, I still think that the right side for the Broncos running it. Uh, I think it's um, that'll be over, that'd be, that'd be appropriate. No, that'd be Burton what's side. His, that'd be Burton and um, what's, what's his name? Long hair bloke. I don't know, but uh, Ockenbaugh's side. I yeah. think they be they'll be running at Ockenbaugh's side. That'll be the Burton. TP, that'll be the Burton TPJ side. Whatever side that is. Oh, okay. They'll, I reckon they'll fleece them up that side. So, uh, and if I have to go another one, you did four. So I'm trying to think of a fourth. You one can do three. Three, three's fine. I come. I came prepared. Um, so don't don't stress. Latrell seventy over or under? I'm gonna say oh, um, under. Under. Yeah. 
Come back. I'll take that as a bold prediction. So come, come back. Come back slow. I'll I'll go Latrell under fifty. Sorry, my audio's done something there. You're right, Latrell. Uh, un, Latrell under fifty. Yeah, I was going to say fifty-five. So, uh, yeah, I'd go Latrell. We'll go probably sub sixty. Let's say this week, first first week back. He's going to be goal kicking though, but so that, that's a nice little bonus against the Storm. Though, across like the, how many across points? The line. How many points are they going to score against the Storm? That's the point. Yep. All right, what's... I'll, I'll throw one at you. You always throw questions at me. Cam oh, Munster this week, God. 80, 80 plus or under? Under. 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 Interesting. Um, all right, once again, the Dual Position Podcast community is by far and away uh, the best community that I've seen in the Supercoach space. You guys have been absolutely killing it for the last 51 and a half minutes. I very much appreciate all of you joining Brew and I on this wonderful Tuesday night. We'll be back uh, Sunday night. Let's hope we have more to talk about, and let's hope these ranks that are just below us here, uh, maybe hopefully in the sing- in in the four digits rather than the five. That's uh, let's move on up. Um, but look, I appreciate everyone here once again uh, joining myself and Brew. Uh, I have been the SC Whisperer, coach of the Ramsey Resurgence. I've been joined by Brew SC Twenty Two, coach of the Brew World Order. I'm gonna love you and leave Thanks. you. Speaking of, I just need to give a quick shout out. Well, uh, Scott a rest Hall. in peace, basically, to Scott Hall. If, if people haven't picked up, my Brew World Order is a ripoff of the New World Order, and Scott Hall passed away today. So condolences to R- Scott Hall R- and R- his family. R.I.P. to the bad guy. R.I.P. Razor Ramon, the bad guy. How you doing? Guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you very much for joining us once again. I As I said, I've already told you who I am. You know who I am. Um, You know who he is. You know who I am. Peace out, guys. Cows have four stomachs. Goodbye.